2024 Republican presidential primary field is taking shape. The battle lines are becoming clearer, and so is the field of candidates. Is the odds on favorites, if you look at the polling, still Trump versus Biden? That seems to be it, but it's just way too early to tell. I'm more angry now and I'm more committed now than I ever was. Big challenge for these candidates is going to be how do they navigate Donald Trump? And, and how do they navigate Ron DeSantis? You and I have a rendezvous with destiny. Welcome to an emergency episode of the Ruthless Variety program. We just had to get this one in, fellas. That's right. Emergency pod. I mean, I don't think we need to explain to anyone what happened, but we're going to explain why that happens, what's happening, and and what we can do about it. Give me some thoughts and analysis, at least initially, uh, as we still have not seen the actual charges and the specificity of the indictment against former President Trump. But we thought we'd talk a little bit about it anyway. Uh, nice siren on the front end. Yeah. I felt like I was in traffic parked next to a, a fire engine. Well, emergency pot. It just yeah, everyone's like, got to know it's an emergency. I, pot. We got the siren. Like, did I need the four or five revolutions on it? Yeah, I mean, it's emergency pot. The republic is crumbling before our, our, our eyes. Our, our apologies if you're in the car listening to this and think the popo. Hold on, seriously. <laughs> My goodness. All right. So the the headline here and the reason we're doing the episode. Episode, uh, Trump charged in classified documents case, a second indictment in months, according to the Washington Post. Uh, former President Donald Trump said Thursday night that he'd been charged by the Department of Justice in connection with the discovery of hundreds of classified documents that were taken to his Mar-a-Lago home after he left the White House, a seismic event in the nation's political and legal history. A seven-count indictment has been filed in federal car- court naming the former president as a criminal defendant, according to people familiar with the matter who spoke on the condition of anonymity to describe the case that has yet to be unsealed. The charges include willful retention of national defense secrets, obstruction of justice, and conspiracy, which carry the potential of years in prison uh, if Trump is found guilty. Okay, so look, we've known that this is going to be in the works for quite some time, ever since they raided Mar-a-Lago last year. I think it was, what, late last summer, right? August yeah. time frame, yeah. something like that? Yeah. Um, but we never really understood what the documents were. I mean, there was a lot of New York Times stories about this, but I take that with a grain of salt, knowing what we knew about Russia hoax and everything else. I never really came to firmly understand what it is that they were looking for or what they actually got. And... As it turns out, uh, these are national defense documents. Uh, according to what some journal is saying. Yeah, well, and they they now, let's get into all of yeah. this, because... <laughs> I mean, I'm fired up. I'm just, like, so irate and, and stunned by this, and I, I, I feel this, like, righteous indignation over this situation where, I mean, when, right when you said the truth, exactly what happened, there was a raid at Mar-a-Lago. Yeah. Where was the raid at, you know, Biden's Chinese-sponsored think tank? Where was the raid at his multiple houses where, where documents were found that were out since he was vice president? Yeah. Some from his Senate days, classified documents? There was no raid there. I think the problem there, Smug, is, you know, CNN also was reporting this, this audio existed of Donald Trump where there's rustling paper noise in the background. And he's like, see this thing? See this thing? It's secret. So this is just to put that in context, what Duncan is talking about is a CNN report 
that had subsequently been re-reported by the New York Times and others about existing audio right. that had come into the possession of the Department of Justice uh, that was during a meeting uh, with former President Trump and people who were helping Mark Meadows, his former chief of staff, write a memoir. And in the context of that conversation somewhere, Donald Trump talks about his documents. Yeah. And take it from there. Well, yeah. I mean, he's talking about the documents and he's, you know, he's saying like, this is classified. I could have declassified documents as president, but I'm not anymore. So I can't. It's like you, the the (laughs) difference difference between that and the documents in the Corvette is like Joe Biden wasn't, didn't have the trunk open in the middle of the road. No, here's the difference. Here's like, here are my documents, you know? So, so it goes to intent is all I'm saying. Number one, this is a, it's being, it's a process crime. Well, so this is a process crime that they are now willing to try to go after the, the leading candidate of the opposition party. They're willing to do that in an election. Yeah, I want to, I want to, I want to talk about that. Beyond that, beyond that when it comes to this like document thing so what magically changed on on january 20th of 2021 right no one had a problem with trump having these documents then but magically when the clock strikes midnight it's like cinderella like oh oh no it's all changed you mean that tells you between the time he was president and and, wasn't wasn't president in terms of a document a piece of paper you're saying that oh well 30 seconds ago, he could have declassified, he could have checked the box. Well, and it actually doesn't go to prison. I, it's absurd. Everybody's it's, been it's focused on this. Farce. Everybody's been focused on this. And I listened to Andy McCarthy, who is, you know, National Review guy who has been uh, pretty ardently pro Trump in this discussion. Um, but he said that's somewhat of a red herring. His view is that the classified discussion about whether Trump can declassify something or not declassify or whether he did or he didn't is irrelevant when it applies to the Espionage Act. It's it's irrelevant when it applies to a Republican. Joe Biden's documents from when he was a senator, he could have declassified, but he's got those. Right? Well, right? No, but, oh, I, oh, but it's two different it's things. Not, it's not an issue because, oh, well, you know, it's Trump, so they got to get Trump. Yeah, no, no, it's two different things. The, the point is, is that the argument... It's, if, if, if Biden's got classified documents from when he was a senator... He wasn't a president. He couldn't have had the choice to declassify it to fill out. I'm not arguing that. What I'm arguing, Smug, you're missing my point. The point is, in terms of the Espionage Act, it doesn't matter whether things are classified or not. It is about national defense documents. Um, And national defense documents, you can declassify, you can reclassify, you can do whatever, but you, you certainly can't have them out in the open and sort of unregistered, so to speak. How about um, on an email server in a bathroom? I, I never saw... No, I want to get... Look, I want to get into all of this. Well, let's just get to the facts. I want to get to the facts because yeah. the arguments, I think, are all very good and a misapplication of justice or two justice systems is certainly a worthy discussion that I think the Department of Justice has some real explanation to do. Mm-hmm. No question about it. The quote you were referring to from Trump that is on this recording, allegedly, is, as president, I could have declassified them. Now I can't. Mr. Trump was recorded as saying, according to a person familiar with its concept. <laughs> so that gets that gets to the point Smug was making. He then reiterated something that was classified, as and it was one woman in the room uh, talked over each other, according to another person familiar with the contents. Isn't that interesting? It's so cool 
Mr. Trump said, adding, you probably almost didn't believe me, but now you believe me. Unquote. Goes, goes on to say, secret. This is secret information. Look, look at this. <laughs> this was done by the military and given to me. It's like he's showing you, like he, like he walked into his, his family room and he's showing you his trophy case well, from high school, you know? like that's exa- And here's the thing is, this clearly CNN is using this piece of information to trump it up like, does anyone think this is the nuclear football he's holding his hands? We don't know. Like, we hey really guys, don't know. Well, we really do know. the phone number you we call did. to fire news. Here's, here's, here's what we do know. We do know that uh, it had something to do with Iran uh, because he's on this recording saying, uh, isn't it amazing? I have a big pile of papers. Um, and then he, he started talking about uh, something highly confidential and maintained that it was General Milley who wanted to in- attack Iran. So, I mean, your inference there is the, the topic of the paper that he's talking about is Iran. But the only reason this recording, I think, is is sort of interesting here is because it very clearly is the centerpiece of the entire Department of Justice's case against President Trump, is that he knowingly possessed classified or, or highly confidential uh, military documents pertaining to you know, potentially ongoing issues. Like, we don't know the answer to that. So they, they've made this, and we don't know because we won't find out until Tuesday what the actual charge is. But what it looks like to me is they know he had the papers, and regardless of how you characterize it, he himself is characterizing it as classified and highly confidential. And here's the thing is, that further reiterates how much this is just an inside-the-beltway process crime, check the mark, you know, Check the right box kind of BS. Look at the man's actions when it comes to this whole idea of Iran. This is not like, okay, here's how we would do a secret nuclear attack. If I had to guess anything, we saw how Trump dealt with Iran. He turned Soleimani into salsa for killing U.S. troops. I don't think anybody's arguing that. Nobody's arguing that, That's why I think it's more important to judge a person by their actions than their words and some little process crime that they're not going to prosecute any Democrat for, but they're going after Trump. I just want to make sure that we're totally clear about this. Do you think that the possession of, let's hypothetically say, confidential classified military strategic attack plans against the People's Republic of Iran it's a military, would, would be a process foul? This is a, it's a military strategic attack plan? No, we don't know that. That's the thing. No, we're ask we're asking. I'm asking you asking that question. You, is that com- a process file? If it comes out and this was the plan, if Iran attacks the United States after we make Soleimani salsa and the plan that Donald Trump had there that he was waving around on 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 tape, if it's the plan to attack Iran, would you consider that more than Here's a process the thing. crime? Here's the thing is I wouldn't believe it. Okay. I wouldn't <laughs> believe it from the same journalist who told us okay. that, that he's a Russian agent. Bro, he's, four, he's, he's, we, were told, we were told for four years I know. that he is a Russian agent. I know. Agent, I know. They obviously the lied and were and wrong. It was all lies. But, it was but, all lies. But if this recording is real, that is Donald Trump in his That's own his words. That's his recording saying, saying this, this is, is secret look, information. This is secret. He didn't say this is an attack plan that this no, is No, I know. Felony. I know. And I guess the reason why I'm laughing about it is because the context is created by CNN and no, 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 to make it look better. No, no, you're, it always is. You're, you're missing. It's it's such a dumb crime to be involved in that doesn't benefit him at all. It's just him bragging, right? Like it, do, it doesn't have the corrupt intent of like, I'm selling these military secrets exactly. to Saudi Arabia or anything like that. 
it, so I, I see you're saying process crime. I don't think it's a process crime. I think it's just a really silly, dumb crime. You well, know, the other, the other piece of color that they do not provide is who was actually in the room with him. Is this Gary Player and some retired accountant from Ernst and Young who are just down there at the well, club? according to reports, it is two people that are helping Mark Meadows write his memoir. There, I'm, maybe there's more people than that, but that's what's reported. But if, but if it's not, if it's not like a uh, an arms dealer from Eastern yeah. Afghanistan, the, like it's, that's that's a little bit different. I, I see. I'm, I not, think I'm, not, I'm not saying. On. I'm not saying that he's not. I'm not saying that he hasn't like no, I, I, broken I think the you made law a great or something. Point. It's but like I, when the Duncan, context does does matter, and if he's got a document right. that is military plans that would put our men and women in jeopardy, if like. That's bad too. Like there, there's there's so much context here that we just don't have. I think the intent is a very key part of it because I think it's as Duncan described as if you try to understand the motive based on just this out of context quote. If you try to understand the motive, it's like oh, Trump is you know Trump likes to let everyone know he's a big deal. Yeah, I know, I know. As opposed to classified documents being in Biden's place, which is sponsored by the Chinese government. Yeah. Look, it's a who do we think is more likely to be compromised and willing to sell their secrets? Is it is it Donald Trump who's on a golf course, or is it Joe Biden who has had, according to the U.S. Treasury Department, nine members of that family have had money wired from China? Right. Yeah. Look, right. I, I think in juxtaposition, it seems to me a couple of things. First, I do think it's just highly irresponsible for anybody to characterize one way or another what you think you see here without getting the actual charges and 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 the list of the indictment and everything else because it also includes obstruction and it includes a bunch of things that we have no insight to whatsoever mm -hmm. secondly the two systems of justice thing does seem very apparent here. yeah yep and whether or not donald trump committed this crime and we don't know a, a crime where he's not gaining anything from, from he's just bragging that's that we know of that we know of, um, that we know of, that we know of. right now but, but whether or not that is true, we know and we knew, found out this week that there were payments from Burisma right. to the Bidens. And there was alleged money going directly to Joe Biden for actions that may or may not have been taken while he was vice president of the United States. Yep. Remember, Joe Biden is on tape, on tape, talking about how he withheld a billion dollars of USAID to Ukraine in order for them to fire a prosecutor right. that was just so happened to be investigating Burisma that his son was on the board of, mm -hmm. that there's now evidence uncovered by Jamie Comer's committee that suggests that they themselves, Jesus, you can have a heart attack? No, he had a yeah, ring. A I ringing got my phone, phone ring. Look at this guy. And the unprofessionalism. Ugh, unbelievable. Anyway, the, the, po the point is, is that they now have at least the inference that money may have gone to Joe Biden himself. Yeah. None of that stuff would have bubbled up without this House Oversight Committee, which mm -hmm. troubles me, mm -hmm. really troubles me. Yeah, yeah, and it should. And, and, and he, he got those documents right. from the FBI, so they, they're in possession of it. And in the same day that he got the documents, the indictments come down. That's it. Right. So that, that context is very troubling because it, it undercuts, the it undercut, whether they like it or not, whether they think their case is valid or not, it undercuts the validity of their case in the public's eye for at least, I don't know, a third of the country because they already don't believe in the institutions. They don't believe in the, in the media. And I just think that, that, that 
they need to un- that the the law enforcement if they think they have a good case they need to understand the vis- the the, uh, the optics in yeah, the politically yeah. precarious situation this country is in yes. because as smug you said we went through 4 years of them basically it looks to me like the FBI and intelligence agencies working together with a democratic party that's true that's and in a harm- ma- that's and, fact. and in many cases and we saw this in the documents that were released out of the, the, the previous probe a few weeks ago, there is a direct connection. Nothing ever happened with any of that. But further, the server that Hillary Clinton had in 2016 that somehow just lost a bunch of stuff after she was given retention notices from the FBI and then resulted in no charges either, you got to begin to wonder what's the one big difference between those cases and these. Uh, one's a Republican and the other ones are all Democrats. Further, I think it's very important in that vein to look at what just happened. Is after after these indictments were announced, Hillary Clinton sends out a tweet selling hats that say "but her emails" to fundraise for a group that she's tied to. Yeah, I mean she's that, laughing about if, it. If, that's the thing is it's a slap in the face. And uh, uh, there's this writer, Aaron McIntyre, uh, who writes for The Blaze. He, he puts it so perfectly. He says, it's not about hypocrisy. It's about hierarchy. They want, the, the left wants conservatives to know that, hey, look, we've got our claws in everything. Academia, corporations, the FBI, all of them. We control it. We laugh. I mean, they yeah, laugh. Yeah, He's laughing about the fact that she compromised this country. She did get punished. She didn't get to be president. She should be in you jail. Know? Yeah. <laughs> here's look, the thing. There, I, there, is, there is a regularly scheduled opportunity for Republicans in this country to have their say. And if we win an election, we can change things. So here's You can't win an election with a candidate who's incapable of getting 50 plus one. You can't do it. So, here, so that I think this I think this raises a lot of questions for Trump. That Ron DeSantis, Tim Scott, other people are going to ask. Can't we? He did a lot of wonderful things. Can he win in twenty four? Two things. So two things. Uh, number one, when it comes to like, oh well, when Republicans have won the election, I think this whole Hillary thing is is you know I said one of the lessons to be learned from this is that. Donald Trump, whether it was on his own decision or whether it was folks around him thinking that, you know, it would be best for the country if I don't try to jail the opposition leader, Hillary Clinton, even though she's a criminal. Well, that's that not was a mistake. That was a mistake. Was. He should have locked her up. I guarantee that was it. <laughs> yeah, he, but he, he had people in his in his Oval Office who were like, listen, it's time to bring the country together. And Donald Trump was like, you know what? Yeah, let's do it. I'm going to have like the best four year presidency anyone can remember in their lifetime. He focused on that. He moved forward on it. But the Dems, they never forgot. And as soon as they got a chance. But look, look, look at what they're doing. And, and then when it comes to whole like, oh, but he's going to be saddled down with this. You don't think if Ron DeSantis is the nominee, they're not going to turn I, all I, this I, crazy I shit on but, him? But to answer, to answer that specifically, yes, Hillary Clinton and the, ser- the server and all that bullshit. That's one thing. And then Russiagate, of course, was fake for four years. Right? But a uh, second thing. But the deep state didn't trick Donald Trump into waving a classified document at Bedminster or Mar-a-Lago or whatever. My point being, like, he's his own worst enemy. He just gives himself he gives, too many he, opportunities he them, to get crushed. He gives them opportunities. I do 100% think, whether it's Donald Trump or Ron DeSantis, whoever's the nominee, they're going to try to do the same thing. But I can tell you what, I think they're going to have better judgment than that judgment. Well, I'm, That's and just, real lawyers. Goes, and real just, lawyers. It just goes to bad judgment. I mean, look, here's this is my take. 
I think, and I, I'm going to reserve judgment on all of this until I see what the indictment actually is. I'm deeply concerned about two systems of justice, which I see playing out right now. And I think if the American people, at least half of the public, have those same concerns, we got a real problem on our hands. Right. I mean, it, it's not, you know, when I started in government service, there was like a couple of just absolute no-go situations. First is you absolutely never, under any circumstances, commented on a criminal probe, ever. Mm -hmm. Because you never wanted to politicize anything in criminal court. Because once you did that, everything became political and outcomes were perceived to be political. Right. And that was the rule in politics at the time. We have flown by that so far, it's ridiculous. And now I think you can make a very valid argument, as many Republicans have over the last 24 hours, that there appears to be a deeply different set of standards mm -hmm. for Democrats that are accused of similar or same crimes as Republicans. Donald Trump is clearly bearing the brunt of that. However... My mitigating piece to all of this is I'm just tired of him doing really dumb things and the rest of us having to tie ourselves into pretzels to figure out how to justify it. And, and I That's what bothers me more than any of this. So here's the thing is when it's Donald Trump doing a dumb thing, it's him. It, it is a dumb it's thing. Having, it's not, listen, it's not listen, a quote tweets I, thing. It's he, a dumb thing. I'm going to say. It here, is objectively a dumb thing to wave it around to other people. Here's a dumb thing that, that, that Donald Trump does. Is he's like, look, I'm kind of a big deal. He waves it around. Okay, what's a dumb thing Joe Biden does? Well, his son's a crackhead. He flies him around on Air Force One. His son's on yeah. video with prostitutes smoking crack. He's helping. He, he's got an office with Hunter where they're getting In money Georgetown. from overseas. That's a fact. Right? Okay, He's flying him overseas. He's protecting him from prosecution all over the world. In multiple jurisdictions, he's protecting his son from crimes. And that entire family is taking nine members that we know of, according to the United States Treasury, received money from China. That's a dumb thing. Let's right. weigh out these dumb things. Right. Why are why why is the onus on conservatives to be like you got to explain away why your guys trying to you know impress folks as opposed to the onus being on Democrats of being like how is this president not being impeached right now for being so clearly compromised? Well, I look. I think it's a, a powerful political argument. It goes to the two systems of justice thing that we're talking about. I actually think if anybody had a worse day than Donald Trump did yesterday when he found out this news it's joe biden until until they the they they're going for their pound of flesh well until there these, is these there has always been dating back to to nixon and previous there has always been a real reluctance on federal prosecutors to try to engage in any sort of criminal charges against a former president particularly when the fact pattern is unclear and because they know it's inherently a political deal this has been broached in a very, very big way. Consistently throughout our history, you never see Republicans take the first step to try to knock down a pillar of our democracy. They never do. Democrats consistently do. They consistently try to undermine institutions, establishments within our country in their favor. They do it. They did it with the Supreme Court. They saw the other side of how that worked out, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? Yep. What they're doing right now, mark my words, Donald Trump probably going to beat this thing. If my guess, he's, it's going to do something that is going to mitigate the damage that you're doing to Donald Trump. Hunter Biden, I don't think so. Joe Biden, I don't think so. Because all you've done now is weaponize the Department of Justice to go beyond the point that every previous Department of Justice has ever thought was 
responsible up to Hillary Clinton and her emails uh, back in 2016 when those band of idiots decided it was too political and too ridiculous to try to charge her in the context of a presidential election. Well, all that's out. Yeah. The precedent is now out. Well, and you can, you can bring all charges in a political context, hell, in the middle of a presidential election. And that's what's going to happen going forward. There's no way to stop that at this but, point. But my concern there is, how, how, how can Democrats be worried that, oh, what if the Justice Department comes for us when they control it? Well, you got to win an election. All the way to Ashbrook's point. I mean, yeah, election but, doesn't but matter you can't, you when, when, just, you, when all, all, it's, it was compromised the entire time that Trump was president and we had the Senate and we had the House. You can't just complain time, about, like, yeah, you can't just him. complain about the deep state. You have to clean it up. So you need somebody who can not only win, but also be organized and professional enough to go in and clean things up. That's right. On. You, you have to have you, it. I think that's the most well said point that we've made so far. What we saw was four years deep state and call whatever you want but it's very clearly a apparatus within the career government intelligence agencies and law enforcement agencies that systematically lied to the american people mm -hmm. and brought completely untrue narratives mm -hmm. to the public sphere that destroyed much of a presidency and lies they did that, that lies that half of america still believes i agree the damage is it can never be healed can never be fixed they I totally agree with that. And then they have four years to deal with all of that. And if anything, it got worse. It got worse. I mean, I would argue it's like right now, hard to argue it's ever been as bad as it is right now. Mm -hmm. So like the question, if you're angry about these kind of things is, okay, I'm evaluating my president's uh, presidential candidates. How do I come to the conclusion that because Donald Trump has gotten run over like a penny on a train track for five years, that now he's the right one to deal with this just because he's the victim of it? Like That's where I think there's a little bit of a political problem. He's going to get the benefit of the doubt from Republicans, including his fellow candidates, about political show trials and shit like that. So, so the question is, who's going to do something about it? So the Ruthless Variety program is an unbiased, in, in terms of when it comes to you know uh, presidential primaries. We don't have unbiased. a candidate. We don't have a candidate. We don't endorse anyone. However, I would say that one thing I hope Trump would get is if he gets reelected, learning from what has been done to him, you get this like kind of like dark Trump who's like, yes, I'm not going to listen. Because I know during those four years, he had a concern that if he tries to clean up the FBI, every news story is going to be like, wow, while we're reporting these stories of how uh, Russia controls Donald Trump, now he's going after our intelligence community. My God, America's under attack. He, does, he, he doesn't care about that anymore. I hope he's just, if he gets back, that he's unleashed, unchained, and realizes that the system is working against half the country. It, yeah, it, it, listen, I think he, there's no question he's got personal skin in that argument in that game, and it, that's what he would try to do. Problem is, it never looks the same way twice. And this is a guy who showed up after winning an election and thought James Comey was the right guy to run the FBI. And it turns out that was definitely not the case, right? <laughs> so I, I have some concern. If, if I'm a conservative voter and I'm looking all, at all of this, and I'm like, okay, well, the things that we know is that his personal lawyer paid some porn star he allegedly may or may not have slept with in order to keep quiet in the final days of an election, and they got indicted on that. And now he's had a bunch of documents that I guess everybody else can go and put their lawyers in the Department of Justice and say, hey, here's where it is. Come pick it up. Uh, and he didn't do that. 
and he's gotten indicted for that. And then he's got a, a, a Georgia election situation, which I'm told if the grand jury is going to bring an indictment, they're going to do that in the next six weeks. He could have that. When does that pail of water get too heavy here? And it's not just about constant injustice to Donald Trump. It's about how many opportunities has he given those who are dead set in destroying Donald Trump an opportunity to do so. And I think that's the biggest, from a conservative point of view, my issue with it. Is it unfair? 100%. Hmm. Am I very concerned about two systems of justice? Yes. And I think, that honestly, the, a real conversation needs to be had about how you reform the, the Department of Justice, the FBI, maybe intelligence agencies, to ensure that we don't have politics going on here. Um, but who's the best person to do that? Uh, I think that's the question. That's, that, that's going to be the question this primary. Yeah, well, it's, it starts with someone who can win. I mean, it, it began, are you saying who's the best person, like who's the figure that goes into the FBI? You're saying who's the candidate who, the candidate. who can win? I, I'm, candidate. No, but, I'm, but it's both, right? Yeah. Not only do you have to win an election, right. you got to have a dogmatic pursuit of right. something that we all recognize as a real problem in this, right. con, in this country. Right. You know, you would never get somebody to do this job who you think tells you exactly what you want to hear. Right. You just right. wouldn't do that. Right. And they're not necessarily a made for TV type person. It's somebody who understands the inside of the organization uh, front and back. Or is dogmatically committed to figuring it out mm -hmm. during that transition phase. Right. Right. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing that goes under unreported and unremembered about the whole Trump presidency is that they fire their entire transition staff on election a day after election day and tried to rebuild it in three weeks in order to start in the White House. But well, that's how you empower career bureaucrats who don't have your best interest at heart. Right. Is that you're just sort of like doing it on the fly. And that became a real problem. For, I, I would guarantee you that Donald Trump himself would talk to us about how that was a mistake. Mm -hmm. I, I think and, so. And, and to a point you were making earlier, all of that is moot if Republicans come up short in 2024. Yeah, it just and, reaffirms that this works. And it makes it so much more important that we choose a candidate who can actually win. And I think uh, I, a good way to wrap this up, I think what's really interesting is some of the reactions from some of the folks who are running against him in the primary. He had Ron DeSantis send out a tweet saying, the weaponization of federal law enforcement represents a mortal threat to a free society. We have for years witnessed an uneven application of the law depending upon political affiliation. Why so zealous in pursuing Trump, yet so passive about Hillary or Hunter? The DeSantis administration will bring accountability to the DOJ, excise political bias, and end weaponization once and for all. That's a pretty good statement. Uh, this is from Vivek uh, Ramaswamy. It says, oh, God. Bro, don't read the yeah, whole thing. It's, it's like it's also protecting Trump. I, yeah, yeah, but the, <laughs> I, I thought this one was hilarious. I'm, so, <laughs> I'm sorry. But he, at one point he says, I never thought we'd see the day when the U.S. president deputizes the DOJ to arrest his lead rival in the middle of an election. It's like, bro, you're running against him. Like, you're really giving up the game. That's what I mean. That's he, what I mean. It's you like, know, when you're running against him, it's interesting. I just don't. Because I, I think I it, was, it. it was smart of DeSantis to take the tack of like, right. here's why my administration is going to be different. Because that's kind of like what we're talking about. Right. Like, yeah. Conservative voters will have to decide. And then I love the fact jumps in. <laughs> like, he's like, How no. dare they go after? <laughs> this guy's going to be the nominee. <laughs> <laughs> it's, just, it's just so silly. And it's like, also, like, all you got to do is read Donald Trump's 
truths for the last eight months to know if this was any of them, if it was Vivek, oh, if it was DeSantis, crushing you think Donald Trump would be like, we must rally the troops to support my friend, <laughs> you know? Like, it's it, it's just patently absurd on its face. I mean, Donald Trump's own super PAC, like, filed a complaint to try to get Ron DeSantis to be impeached in Florida. <laughs> That's awesome. Like, literally, impeachment. So it's like... I just have a problem with the other this this just tripping over themselves to defend at all when you're spo- supposedly running against the guy. It just doesn't make sense. It's a tricky situation because mm-hmm. I think we just articulated on this show what the concerns of voters are. Right. And they see this kind of stuff and they're extremely concerned that they live in a country where if you have the wrong letter in front of your name or behind your name in terms of your political affiliation that you're more subject to prosecution than not. Yeah, my only point is not everybody waves around classified material. But that, right? that's, that, that's, I mean, oops, that's a goof. <laughs> you know, yeah. <laughs> come on. I mean, yeah, come, I, I think that's right. I think that's right. I mean, and the question, the question ultimately that we'll have to resolve on Tuesday when the indictments and everything come out yeah. is whether this is worth defending your chief rival as we've seen up to this point. Uh-huh. Or whether or not it departs from that. Yeah. And you begin to see presidential candidates get cast out in different directions. Yeah. We will see. But in the meantime, I think we I think we did it. Yeah. Absolute banger of an episode, if I may say so myself, gentlemen. Thank you so much, our listeners, and to those watching on YouTube. If you have not subscribed yet, go there. King of the Hill is up there right now. Uh, so until next time, minions, keep the faith, hold the line, and own the libs. We'll see you on Tuesday. Stay ruthless.